Hello and welcome, Calcio fans. Thank you for joining us this week. This is United by Calcio. My name is Christian, and I am one of your hosts. And I'm joined, as always, by the one and only Interfan, Robbie. Yes, sir. Welcome, Robbie. And, uh, well, here we are. We're previewing match day 21. And doing a little uh, Super Cup uh, Italiana preview, right? Of course. So, with that, let's just get right into it, right? Uh, not too much going on. There's not that many interesting fixtures in this week's calendar. Of course, the Super Cup has kind of thrown everything into a spiral. Um, schedules kind of gotten tossed around. And so there's not too much uh, going on of interest. But would le- we'd like to sort of take this moment to, to talk about the, the table and talk about where every team is. And how things look going forward, right? Yeah. Views so, view that, is great from up top. Well, of course, man. <laughs> doing a podcast with an Inter fan is the best. Seriously, yeah? you know great. what? No, 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 really top, you. Y'all got to get back to like the, the the bottom part of this table, okay? Just get back down there. It's right, tired it's of hearing this. We're having a great season. <laughs> Forty nine goals, ten allowed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The fellows are cooking. <laughs> yeah, they are. Gotta hate to hate to say it, but yes, they are. Y'all are playing very, very good footy right now. Uh, with that, what hopefully will be very good footy, let's uh, approach the Super Cup semifinal of uh, Napoli and Fiorentina. And this is obviously happening in uh, Riyadh, right? Uh, not in Italy. But the uh, you mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking about this that the winner uh, of the final wins eight mil, not bad, not too shabby at all. And the uh, loser wins five million. Yeah, again, not too shabby, not right? Not at all. So, which of these teams need that? You know, five or eight million more than the other? All four needed equally. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah, it should be an interesting matchup because Napoli just ended their big drought, winless drought, when they beat Salernitana in the last second. Um, yeah, and you got Fiorentina coming into this who have, I guess, if you count the Bologna Copa Italia one as a win in penalties, then I guess that's a win. I was going to say they've dropped, they haven't right. won in three straight, but they kind of have, depending on how you rule a penalty <laughs> win. Um, yeah, 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 I mean, saving points against Udinese at home is probably not ideal going into this matchup. No, um, no, 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 of course not. But yeah, um, It'll be interesting. Napoli. I just, I just don't trust Napoli yet. I need to see more of it. I feel like yeah. Fiorentina are still going to get through on this more because I've just seen Napoli falter too many times lately, and maybe the expectations are higher on them, and that's why I'm holding them to higher regard, um, right, than others. But it just feels like Fiorentina are in a better spot here. Agreed. I uh, completely agree. I mean, this is. Uh, it wasn't a convincing matchup, right? Uh, the victory against Salernitana, we said three points, three points, and that and that's true. But it was not convincing, right? It wasn't enough to say, oh, wait, okay, Napoli might be back, right? This is a statement victory. Like, we're back. You know, the, the, this is not going to keep going like this. Again, they did win. So, can't take that away from that. In this matchup, though, Fiorentina's definitely got the, the momentum going their direction. 
even with that uh, draw against Udinese at home. So let's uh, head into predictions here, right? Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it and say 2-1 Fiorentina. I don't see this game being a 4-1 pod special. I mean, this is just a 4-1 doesn't seem like a likely scenario. I'm going podcast special Fiorentina as well. I appreciate the uh, faith yeah. there. I just Seems agree. likely, right? Yeah. Seems likely. Just feels good. Yeah. But we shall see. I mean, maybe Kvara just wakes up. Maybe that just is what happens here. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, certainly, we'd love to see it, right? I mean, we're talking about this in, in, in the uh, recap episode for Match Day 20, right? We would love to see this. This is not something yeah. that we are complaining about. We want Napoli to be up there in that race. Exactly. Like, we want the best so, to be the best. Like, in, when they have the best players, like right. Kavara and Osiman, even exactly. though Osiman won't be playing in this game. Um, yep. Like, we just want to see them perform and be the best of Europe. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, but, unfortunately, they've, they've just been falling very short of that. Uh, but, who has not been falling very short of uh, expectations this season has been Inter, right? And they're facing Lazio. In the other semifinal. And they could very well use this money, right? Couldn't they? Five, eight mil, whatever it is. Yeah. Both teams could. It'll be, very um, nice. it'll be interesting. Lazio's coming into this game red hot. They've won five in a row. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fresh off a weekend win, but also a derby win. Um, so they're just feeling good. And they could certainly use the yeah. money as well. Um, they've already played once this season. Inter and Lazio. Inter won two to zero. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to wrap my head around a scoreline. I do think Inter wins. 2-0 again. Heck it. Why not? Fair enough. I'm going to give this a little bit of a different uh, prediction. 3-1. I'm going to stick to the, uh, the scoreline from April 30th of uh, last year. So In Inter? 3-1 and... Yeah, Inter, right. sorry. Just uh, want to make sure. That. Yeah, no, I don't think Lazio has a, has a chance here. Not with, uh, not with Inter. Again, wow. I could be wrong. I just don't think they do. Not exactly inspiring. But let's talk a little bit more about the intricacies here as well, right? Because Inter, we already talked about it in the recap episode. They are flying high. I mean, everyone is just on the same page here. Lazio, on the other hand, kind of sputtering. I mean, yeah, they're, they've, they've put together an impressive run. But more broadly speaking, is this convincing enough to say, wait, they're back? They're only one point off of fourth place Champions League spot. Right. And they advanced mm-hmm. in no- the knockouts in uh, Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, so they certainly could be there. Like this fourth place for Serie A is up in the air. It could be Fiorentina, yeah, it could it be is. Atalanta, Lazio, Napoli, Bologna, if they can stop the bleeding, can maybe yeah. beat there. And I guess Roma, you can draw in that conversation too. Um, but yeah, it just feels like anyone can grab that fourth spot and it's going to be crucial for Italy to get a fifth spot with how they do in Europe based on how many teams are in this conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. It'll be fun. Like I I do think maybe Lazio have turned a corner that they were playing such boring football, but yeah, now they're just finding ways to get, Get the wins. One nothing over Leche, two one over Udinese, three one over Frosinone, two nothing over Empoli. Now granted, none of those are really like great teams, but right. three points is three points. And 
Exactly. That's what you need in a Champions League race. Well, we say this all the time, right? That, you know, the the bigger teams, they have to win those matchups against the smaller teams, right? They, you, you've just got to win those. Those are, like, they should be guaranteed three points, right? Um, And they're doing it. You've got to give that, give that to them, right? So the reality is they could very well be losing them. And they, they were at, at many points earlier this season with their inconsistency, right? So they do, they, they've seem to have turned a corner. Something is working. Let's hope it stays this way. Uh, because boy, I mean, how nice would it be to see this continue for the rest of the season? Like it, it'd be fantastic to see a one through eight or nine race where essentially you just have all these teams fighting for spots. It just open play. That'd be fantastic. It'd be great. It's exactly what the league needs. And maybe it would get them for the US rights. Like it would just up the price. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll see, right? Uh I mean, you know, again, the Super Copa Super Copa it's not exactly like the 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 marquee competition, right? Uh, the Copa Italia is a far more uh, valuable and, and important matchup. This is much more about marketing and money at this point, which is fine. Nothing wrong with money. Teams need money. Everyone needs money. Yep. But the, the reality is this is not exactly like uh, Inter uh, or anyone loses and walks away crying, right? You move on. Yeah. You lose a Super Cup, it's whatever. It's one of those trophies that if you win, you can banter for like a day to your rivals. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. then after that it's just like all right yep it was just another yeah, yeah. game but a trophy is a trophy so it goes to the case so let's that's right let's yeah open exactly to go back right. to back to back three p man you can brag all about yeah. the super cup uh, yeah i'm so proud of you guys so it'll proud be like guys. that uh third place trophy the um, meme where it's like First place gold, second place silver, and the third place guy popping a <laughs> bottle of champagne. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, dessert. yeah. That's yeah. it. That's, that's exactly, exactly it. Yeah. yeah. With the Pirelli uh, logo yeah. still on the. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, y'all need to get that back. By the way, I'm just yeah. saying. I miss that. Mm-hmm. I miss seeing that on the jersey. That, that was that was good. Paramount looks um, crisp, but Pirelli is just like yeah, it's classic. Yeah. It's classic for Nostalgia. sure. Nostalgia. It's like uh, the Lazio days, right? With uh, no, no, not Lazio. Sorry, uh, Parma and Parmalat. Do you remember that? Man, those are the days. Yes, that sir. logo on yes. the jersey. What, what a, what a beautiful jersey that beautiful. was. But uh, jersey talk aside, we'll have a jersey episode. We will have to have a special jersey episode <laughs> because there are some gorgeous, gorgeous jerseys there in Serie A history. Uh, littered Fiorentina, Padma, and I'm just going to get sidetracked here and talk about oh, yeah. jerseys the whole rest of this episode. But we're not here for that, are we? Nope. So, with that said, let's talk about Serie A. Match day 21 approaching, not too much going on, but not nothing, right? We've got some key matchups in terms of momentum. We've got Roma playing Verona. Udinese playing away, uh, sorry, at home against Milan. Uh, then we've got Juventus playing Lecce. So Juventus can't afford to drop points. Monza has to bounce back against Empoli. Milan has to keep momentum. They have to keep pace with Juve, and we'll see what happens tomorrow with Juve against Sassuolo. And then Roma can't keep losing, right? They have to 
stop the bleeding as well because they can't afford to keep falling further down that table. Exactly. Like so, they looking can't, at that table, yeah, they can't drop to Verona. Can't. What happen. do you see, Robbie? I mean, I really hope as like a Roma cannot be losing to Verona, but like they gotta stop the bleeding, like you said. Like can't drop four games in a row and at home against a relegation type side. Um, but this is a big game for Verona. Like they see, mm-hmm. they see red in the water, and they do. They know they might be able to get some points out of this. And every game is going to matter. They're one point off safety. And so that's why these games are, they might not have the big flashy lights of two big teams, but Verona going into Rome, got to have it. Same with Udinese at home against Milan, got to have it. They're only one point up on Verona and tied with Cagliari. So again, it's a tight race, not only at top, but at the bottom, it is. It is. I, you know, it's sort of interesting when you see the form of the top three teams. Right? It's identical. It is literally identical. There's each team has had three wins, uh, sorry, four wins in the last five, and one draw in their last five. It, it's just identical for Inter, Juve, and Milan. That has to continue. If this if this is going to keep going, if Milan's going to stay in this race, they have to keep this form up. And Giroud is going to be critical to this. That front line of Giroud, Leao, and Pulisic is going to be absolutely essential to this. And Rangers has been fantastic as well. Uh, what a what a sure. purchase uh, for them. Uh, and having Teo on the left side as his in his natural position, right as a left back, cannot be overstated. Just how important he is in that role. And you mentioned it earlier. What a leg. Right, I mean, just what a shot uh, he can produce uh, at any moment's notice. Yeah, and uh, you look further down this table, right? You see Fiorentina, Atalanta, Lazio, relatively stable, similar performances as well, right? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be fighting for that top four spot. Like it, like you said, it's a it's a three team race for that title. Like it's such a far drop off after Milan. But then you got right. ev- like you got basically the whole table when fighting for the fourth and fifth spots. <laughs> um, like it goes from fourth yeah. to really tenth with Torino, yeah. and no one really talks about Torino. But they're having a fine yeah. season. They don't score a lot. They don't concede a lot. They're just fine. But, they're there, but they're only one Zero point off to... Roma and yeah, three points off Napoli. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be exciting. Milan just. I say this same for all three of the top club, the first three place clubs is they just can't focus on what the other team does. They have to focus on themselves. I'll say it again. Just like you, you can't be focused on Juventus dropping points. If you're into or Milan dropping points, like yeah. just win your games. That's if you win your games at this point, you will win the title. Especially exactly. if you're referring to Juventus, cause they have the head to head versus interest. So they would, if they win the rest of the games, granted, they're probably not going to win 19 games in a row. That would be quite impressive. No. Um, but still, in theory, it's just win your games, especially this with 19 to 18 games to go. Just focus on yourselves. Then you can start counting right. counting games and stuff once you get within the last like three or four. Because then, okay, yeah, if the other team wins out, they win. Then, okay, well, 
what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah absolutely right you, you you just like you mentioned uh earlier as well you you only can control your your own destiny right you win games and you don't have to worry about what the other teams do so as con you know that sounds simple of course it's far more complicated than that but these teams do have their destinies in their own hands at this point especially inta when you look at this table what do you see for the rest of the season? I mean, given again this this coming week's matchups, and we're past the halfway point at this point, what do we see? Do, do when you look at this table, do you do you see a table that if it you know sort of ended this this way today, if it ended today, would you be satisfied with this table? Would you think, yeah, that makes sense? I wouldn't say it makes sense. I mean, that's incredibly disappointing seasons from Napoli and Roma. However, I right. I think the top three stay the same. Maybe there's an inner, like something changes in between those three, but those top right. three will finish one, two, three in some order. Mm -hmm. um, fourth, my prediction at this point would probably be Atalanta. Um, mm -hmm. Just how they play. They're fun. They seem more well coached than a lot of the others. Yeah. Um, with consistent performances from their best players like Lookman, Skamaka. Well, even though Skamaka is right. not really playing, but still Coop Miners. Um, mm -hmm. And then I just don't trust Napoli, Roma, especially Bologna now. Yeah. Lazio could go into a spurt at any point. Um, so I just trust Atalanta the most to get that fourth spot. All right. You know that's a good, it's a good prediction, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to corner you here a little bit, all right? Because we're not leaving this episode without a concrete prediction. So I want to hear from you what your top three prediction is for the rest of the season, right? At the end of the season, what are we gonna see there? One, two, and three in specific order. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're not getting out of this episode without making some sort of a prediction. We know who's gonna win that title. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Honestly, I, I do agree. I, I hate to say it. I really do. But Inter's going to, I mean, the way they're playing is just, this is like Napoli-esque from last season. This is this is what we saw, right? Uh, except, you know, nobody was really keeping up with them, but that was a different season. The reality is, this, yeah, you're right. Inter's definitely the runaway winner here. Uh, I think we both agree on that. But, you know, realistically speaking, uh, do you think y you've... Uh, could end up third does risk end up third uh going third here if you ask me if you asked me that question like six games ago i probably would have said yes that i probably would have said milan jumped them but now it just feels like they're doing so well in shutting other teams down right and finding the result and it's just they're consistently yeah. finding the result getting it done and that's that's half the battle and i just don't see milan being able to bridge that gap because i think let's say juventus win tomorrow they're up seven points on milan um yeah. and i just think that's going to be too big of a gap oh i completely agree i mean the, the reality is we have to give a credit credit here right uh Got to give credit where credit is due. And the reality is he has done his job. I mean, this team is in great form here. What a run. I mean, the last five games, and we're including Coppa Italia, of course, five victories the last five games. And 
Yeah, there have been you know some one-goal gaps there, but they've also been two games, right, where they've won by five and four respectively. Those are relatively unusual um, for the way that Allegri has uh, usually had this team play. But generally speaking, this team does seem to be different from the team we saw last season. It was chaotic all over the place, and it just couldn't muster a specific and consistent presence on the field, right? This doesn't seem like that same confused uh, group of players. Correct. And they haven't lost in 14 Serie A games. 16, right. if you include the two Copa Italia. So, like, they're just nonstop winning or getting a, at least a point in every game. No matter what the scenario right. is, they're not losing games. And only one loss through 19 is a great feat. Like, 46 points halfway through the season is fantastic, and that's a title charge, like, on pace for a title in almost every season. So... Absolutely. It'll be it. Yeah. It'll be close. They got I mean, if they want to win the title, they're going to have to put a similar performance up again in the second half by both yeah, teams. Absolutely. That, that mean, applies to all all three of those teams. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you're talking about 19 games left, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like a lot, but it's not that much, right? It, it, it's a lot, but we're over that now. We're 20, 20 weeks in, right? So we're, we're, we've crossed over into the majority games uh, at this point, right? Being played. So, at this point, you look at that defense. Inter have given up 10 goals and Juve have given up 12. Those are by far the best defenses in Serie A at this point. The next up would be Bologna at 18 goals given up and Torino, which, by the way, is surprising. Not going to lie. <laughs> Did not expect those two to be the next next ones yeah. up. So, uh, got to give it to them. Impressive. But you're right, Inter, Juve, and Milan have to keep performing. Uh, it, it could be a very interesting finish here. Now to move on to spots four, five, and six here. What are we expecting for these last four, uh, or last three spots? I mean, uh, what, are, what, what are we thinking here? I think it'll be Atalanta, Lazio, Napoli, in that order. That will keep up. Atalanta, Lazio, Napoli. Yeah. I just Good think prediction. Napoli will be able to bridge the break eventually. Mm-hmm. And then it's not even really for Fiorentino falling off. They're only three points above Napoli at this point and one point above Atalanta and Lazio. So I just think Atalanta Lazio will pick it up and Napoli will find a way to get into that uh, sixth spot or fifth spot. But right now my prediction is their six, but. I wouldn't be surprised if Napoli got a Champions League spot. That's a good prediction. Uh, I like that prediction. I think, uh, I think, however, that Lazio is going to just pull one of those runs again, the way they did last season, really, right? Where they somehow snuck into a shocking, shocking uh, finish there. I'm going to say they're going to finish the top four. Fourth place, uh, Lazio, followed by Atlanta in fifth place, and then Fiorentina in sixth. Which is, you know, unfortunate, but I, I think Fiorentina can win the Conference League. Atalanta can win the Europa League. And Lazio, uh, don't think I, they can win the Champions League, but they <laughs> I got a mighty giant to slay. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, all, all in all, it seems like things, are, at least in, a, in, that, in those six spots, are pretty 
pretty much within what we were talking about, those parameters, right? They're, they're sort of around those things. It's not so far off. Now, of course, there's a shocking, you know, the fact that you've got Napoli and Roma so far out, naturally, but it happens, right? Yeah. Every season there's always some surprise. I agree. Uh, and now just one more thing I want to sort of, uh, you know, cover quickly here about the, uh, you know, in terms of the table here. Last three spots, relegation spots, right? Uh, are we seeing Empoli, Salernitana, and Verona just saying bye this year? I could see Verona getting out. Probably Cagliari go in, in the bottom three. But, yeah, just... I've been hard on Udinese, but they are at least getting draws. They're not winning games, but they're yeah. getting draws. So mm-hmm. I feel like that'll keep them afloat maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But it really feels like just Udinese, Cagliari, Frosinone are the three teams that are in the safety zones that are like in a threat. I won't yeah, put Sassuolo in that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I think I think Sassuolo are going to be fine. Uh, I think they're going to survive, and it's not going to be a conversation. I am worried about Cagliari. Um, they're not playing so well. Um, if I were to take a guess and just say one team that can manage to stay out of this would definitely be Verona, like you mentioned. Uh, but I definitely see Cagliari going down with Empoli and Salernitana this uh, this season, which is unfortunate. Really, really sucks because you know they just came back up, mm-hmm. and it was this you know storybook uh, rise back right after uh, they they were sort of the Monza uh, for many years of Serie A, right, where they were sort of sitting in the middle middle spot in the table, um, and Monza is occupying that spot now. So there's that. Yeah, and it's just nice to have Ranieri have that story. Yeah, it is. Honestly, one of the one of the good guys of, of Serie A, one of those managers that does not get enough credit. Truly, one of the best managers to to have coached. Um, who just doesn't get that credit? He really just does not get that attention. People still forget what he did with Leicester City. Yes, it was an anomaly, but that is as nonetheless as impressive. Yeah, I agree. What he accomplished with that team. So. With that, uh, I do want to cover some transfer news briefly here, or just some speculation, rumors, finalized deals, and maybe some hopeful deals, uh, just looking at some of these, um, the top six teams anyways, currently as they are. Uh, Starting off with Inter, uh, any news on the transfer front, Robbie? Well, Tejan Buchanan is officially an Inter player, so that'll be good for right wing back depth. Um, I always mm-hmm. liked him at Revolution, um, mm-hmm. being as we're from New England and we've been able to see him play. <laughs> um, That's right. Yeah, and then, of course, when you watch USA games, you watch Canada games, and he's a fun player. I think he's going to be good. It gives Inter the ability to sell Dumfries in the summer, and I honestly don't think they'll miss a beat. Like I just, I am a firm believer that Buchanan is really good. I'm also a firm believer that I think Dumfries is quite overrated. Um, <laughs> wow, man, harsh, harsh. Like I just don't think he'll be worth the price tag that Inter end up getting for him. That's fair. Like that's, that's probably more fair, what yeah. it is. Like I just don't yeah, think he's that's worth that price tag. Um, great. I'll buy him on. Pizza, don't worry. Yeah, there you go. Like he's a good player, but he's not like a great. Play. Like he's just yeah. fine. Yeah. Buchanan has the potential to be really good. I believe that. Like you think so? Confidence, really? dribble, like take on defenders one on one. He has good right foot. He can cut in. 
can score, he can pass. Like he's a. Really you think he's player. got a high ceiling? Yeah, I think he's a really good player. Not like a Hakimi That's ceiling, awesome. but I think he's a really good player. Yeah, of course. Right. Awesome. I mean that that is good. I mean you've got uh, you've got some other rumors, of course, surrounding. I mean you, you, one of the more prominent ones was uh, the Thiago Diallo uh, move, right, mm-hmm. with uh, Lille. Uh, Juve came in uh, and hijacked that deal. Uh, it seems like everything's good to go. Uh, Fabrizio Romano, the legend, uh, gave the here we go. So that seems to be set in stone at this point. <coughs> Sorry. And, uh, well, Juve got some reinforcement. Hopefully he'll be good. I mean, he's a young player. He just He's coming off of an ACL uh, injury, so he hasn't played in a while. But this was a pretty contentious transfer. Because he was originally under agreement with Inter, right, to, to sign the summer as a free transfer. Now, Lille wanted money, so they essentially are, are telling him if he does not leave on a transfer where they can make something out of his uh, move, then they're going to bench him for six months. And this is not good for a guy who's coming off of an ACL surgery, right? So, rock in a hard place, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him for going to Juventus if he thinks he's going to get some playing time, if he's healthy enough. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's in his best interest to make that move. It is. Um, and I'm also fine as an Inter fan that they weren't bullied into paying paying more than they wanted to for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you just go elsewhere, find other find other guys. This isn't the Bremer deal. Like Bremer's actually no, good, no. Um, an elite <laughs> defender. Well, yeah, Diallo is not is. that. No, no, he's not. Uh, there, there are some uh, other rumors currently linking Juve with Buongiorno, uh, right? So there is something to be uh, said because, of course, you know Torino, right? So he's right there. So I mean, it, at this point, it just seems like Juve just uses Torino as an academy. Uh, just lets develop, you know, it develops players and it just purchases everything. But nonetheless, and jokes aside, uh, there are some rumors there. And of course, Juve could use the depth there, uh, no doubt. Now, the Buongiorno is really good. He has been playing very, very well this season. Uh, akin to what Bremer was like uh, to, to an extent. I'm not saying as good, but, you know, he's definitely been been putting on some shows. Yeah. Very good season. With that said, Inter. There's also been rumors tying them to, to Buongiorno. What are we making this uh, of this? I mean, I I haven't seen like many things, but like I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I like all depth that they can get. I'm for it. You're not get gonna play That's no. it. Like yeah, like just yeah, yeah. And there's been also rumors of uh, Peter Zielinski, right? So what 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 are we making of this? Is, is there any realistic uh, hope that he's finally? gonna leave Napoli yeah that one seems like more concrete that he'll come on a free if he doesn't go to sign with Napoli again um which again is fine like Zielinski's a fine player like he's not gonna start every day um but he basically takes up the Davy Clausen role which is great because need to get that guy as far away from this club as possible he is a horrific (laughs) player um yeah it's basically what Samarjic would have been last summer when that deal fell right. through last second. Um, that's the role that Zielinski will get. Ideally, you get 
more minutes for Aslani. But again, it's tough to break through when you have players in the midfield who are playing so well, like Barella, Pecan, and yeah. Mickey. But Mickey's, again, one year older. He just signed a two-year deal. So at some point, he will fall off. We don't know when. But we find oh, out. Yeah. You never, you, you never really know when, right? It's it's a matter of uh, just waiting and waiting until it does happen. But I think uh, the next natural step here is to sort of look at this top six, right? And and just talk about briefly what each team needs to to stay where they are, reinforce themselves, right? Do more to stay where they are. What does Inter need to really remain there? Do they need any backups more than they have? Do they need more depth? What 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 is it? If you get enough more injuries, like yeah, you need a second striker really, like after right. the Taram Toro because Alexis and mm-hmm. Arnautovic are not that those people. Mm-hmm. Um, they've said it isn't coming in, which is which is not ideal. But um, there's been rumors right. that if they do rotate, if it's not Arnautovic or Alexis, it would be. Mickey, who starts in that second striker role, which I would enjoy because he's played that role before. He's a good player. Yeah. Um, plus, you have all that center mid depth, depth that, oh, okay, Aslani starts, like, or Fratesi starts. So, like, we'll take, I'd take a lineup with Fratesi and Mickey in rather than Arnautovic or Alexis being in the game. I like that. That's a, it's a good, good explanation there. Um, and sort of moving on to Juventus, what are we seeing there? I mean, clearly there there's some holes to be filled, right? But what's what's the priority in your view? Probably midfield. Like it just feels like they're running out a lot of youngsters and putting a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on them, um, which is great. Like you want to grow your youth players, but in a title race, you need experience. And that's right. And I feel like they probably should get more of that now that they have the center back um, and that'll be best for them. What about you? How do you feel? I think you're, uh, I think you're, I mean, you're totally right. Um, I, I do think center back is, is sort of, you know, it's like one, a one B. I think that you need, need more depth there because the reality is uh, Rugani. I like Rugani. Okay. But he's not, that's not the depth you need when you're Juventus. You need better uh, depth than that. And the reality is uh, maybe Diallo turns out to be that guy, right? Uh, to provide that extra uh, depth. But maybe you go out and get Buongiorno, like we said earlier. Maybe you spend that extra, you know, 30 million and whatever it's going to take to get him or somebody else for that matter. But you're right, midfielder. I mean, when you're constantly having to play Caviglia, right? That says something, again, I nothing against Caviglia, but... When you're a Juventus, when you're an Inter, you need to play players that are like elite or near elite, right? You need those kinds of players. That's how you win a Champions League and you you, you consistently perform. You win a Scudetto, et cetera. And they currently don't have that steady rotation. Um, as much as I love McKenney, he's not a starting caliber like Juventino in my mind, right? This is not the kind of player that I would have envisioned playing alongside the greats of Juventus. And I could be wrong. Maybe I'm harsh nope. in saying this. That's fair. But I, I, I don't, there's like when I think peak Juve, I don't picture McKenney there. Uh, and that's not his fault. Like, I'm not saying, you know, he doesn't have to be what he's not. Like, the reality is he's a great player. 
but he's a he's a great bench player, right? Comes off, does what he needs to do, and then that's it. Um, and I'm sure you know plenty of people feel differently about that than me. But uh, with that, moving on to Milan, I think the obvious spot here is uh, defense, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's sort of just glaring, right? I, I mean, desperate boy. Honestly, maybe like maybe a, they should go after Bongiorno, right? They should go in for like a fitness trainer, like. <laughs> coach <laughs> teach fitness yeah like get honestly stay healthy that's what they need man this team what are they doing to those players right yeah it's just unbelievable no but seriously what, what do you what do you see do you see anything on the right i mean i i know i'm, I'm just joking about this but do you do you realistically see them going after buongiorno right i mean again i mentioned him because he really has sort of been far and out the standout there's plenty more. I mean, Bjorn Jorno is he's not gonna get transferred this January. If he no, does not this January, but more so. This, like, sure, yeah. I mean, I think his options are and like open. Like I don't think it's restricted. Like I wouldn't be stunned if another like a EPL team came in and asked about him. Um That's fair. Yeah. Because he's playing that well. So like again, I, I just think any team could. I think Napoli could. Um so It'll be interesting. It could be anyone. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there uh, for sure. But uh, they they definitely need reinforcements. And there's plenty of reinforcements left throughout Europe, I think, as a whole, right? All in all, uh, it's not as if there's a shortage of of, uh, center backs and quality center backs. Uh, With that said, Fiorentina, Atalanta, and Lazio obviously all need reinforcements of some kind, right? Atalanta just recently brought someone in from Verona. But generally speaking, it's been relatively quiet. Do we expect these teams to make any moves to try and stay competitive or no? I feel like almost all of them will just make minor moves that won't move the needle. Um, They all could use depth at any position, basically. Um, Like any team really could use any depth in the January window. I feel like January window isn't to reinvent the wheel. It's to just patch it up. Like if you got a flat tire blow some air in it and then yeah uh, absolutely and then yeah just fix it that way make a little patch you're good to go um so just a little fixing but nothing no major signings i see from them no i mean this uh this seems about right uh they they also don't have necessarily the the financial power right the ability to be able to pull off uh any any big time moves unfortunately but uh maybe they'll put in put in a surprise move you know sort of again you look at what brighton is doing and uh they bring in some players that are just gems absolute gems for nothing and they convert them into high profile sales um this is i think something that is hard to replicate of course but maybe more of these teams need to replicate of course atalanta has done this to an extent uh, Fiorentina, to some extent, has also done this, right? Blavich, Chiesa, uh, Benardeschi, uh, before he sort of flamed out and decided MLS was his next option mm-hmm. and now wants to come back desperately. Um, you know, such is life. But with that, we are at the end of this episode. We've covered, what, the preview. We've covered the Super Cup. We've covered it all. And uh, we are at the end of another episode. Thank you for joining us. Robbie, as always, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your input. 
And uh, don't forget, everybody, follow us, subscribe, leave a comment, rate the pod. Let us know what you think. Send us a DM, a message on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever it is. Let us know what you think of the pod. Let us know what you'd like to, to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of. Uh, also, feel free to let us know if uh, you don't like the fact that Robbie's an Inter fan. Totally okay. Forza All Inter. acceptable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Never. Never. With that, thank you very much for joining us this week. We will see you all with a special episode next on Friday this week of Touchline Tension. And this week we'll be discussing none other than Roma and Mourinho. Your favorite, Robbie. Oh, yeah. We love it. That's right. So join us then. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. And as always, watch more Calcio. Forza Inter. Never enough. Ciao. Thank you.